Do you want something more? More meaningful moments, opportunities, deeper relationships, and memorable experiences? Do you want to make a difference? If you said yes, a career in real estate could be the opportunity you're looking for. Guiding people through one of the most important decisions they ever made. The purchase or sale of their home can be both rewarding and lucrative. Exit Realty has a revolutionary compensation model, training, and technology that provides you with the tools you need to start and build your successful real estate career. Call me today, Mimi Eubanks, your country realtor, at 843-730-3327. That's 843-730-3327. Or visit exitlowcountry.com slash join exit and make your exit today. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is what we do. So if you're out there making things happen with your family, for the generations yet to come, you know, our word teaches us to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance for our children, our children, children, and so forth and so on. We want you to put a hashtag on that thing that says that you are legacy building because that is what you are doing. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor FM. You can also find us on Instagram at our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com You can catch us in a number of different places On your favorite podcast applications We appreciate you listening Please share this content With your friends, your family, your co-workers Even those in your groups Your church groups, etc. Guys, because sometimes The message and the word that we are speaking here today Is for you Sometimes it is for someone else that you know Again, we appreciate you listening Let's get started Well, good morning, good morning, and great morning, guys. <laughs> Welcome to another fabulous episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. Guys, I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty, Low Country Group, in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir, or ma'am, are in for a fabulous treat. That is because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy, and real estate education, guys. We are legacy building. That is what we do. So we have been across the land. We have been scouring. We've been climbing mountains. We've been going in valleys, and we've been finding the best guests for you. And today, guys, is no different. We had to go up on the mountaintop for this one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we had to go find him in in the mountains of Tennessee today. So we have with us none other than Atticus Ray with Rhythm with Views. Atticus, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Corwin, how about you? I am amazing. I'm amazing. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here on our show with us today. I'm just so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. So Atticus, if you don't mind, you have a phenomenal story. 
And I want our listeners to get it. You are an entertainer, but you are also a real estate developer. So yes, sir. I want to share some of this with our listeners today. So Attica, if you don't mind, give our listeners like a high level overview of who you are and what you do. All right, let's take it to 50,000 feet, shall we? Here we go. I started off basically when I was young, I had asthma, allergies, leg braces, couldn't you know, walk well, was really just not going to be your athletic type, let's say that. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the way, I got into dancing, specifically clogging and then tap dancing and Irish dancing. And I went from being able to not use my legs and having lung restrictions and not being able to breathe to being one of the best percussive dancers in the world. And mm-hmm. along that journey, I decided that, well, what if my legs gave out one day? What's my backup plan? And so I started taking some of the success I was having with my dancing. And I said, well, let's try this crazy thing called real estate. And like, you know, there's your mentor is your projects that you get into. The first house teaches you everything you need to know. And that's kind of how I got to where I'm at. I didn't intend to do either. And here I am doing both. And so at some point along the way, I met a producer and a director and he said, you got a great story and you're a phenomenal dancer let's put a show together like nobody's ever seen. And that's how Rhythm With Views uh, reality show got birthed. And it is a show like no other because there's, you get to follow me around with some of my real estate projects. And then you also get to see these amazingly wild, fantastic dance scenes where I'm dancing literally across the mountain and across waterfalls. And I mean, all over the place. It's pretty exciting. And I was shot with some really amazing gear and we're just, it's really like a reality show like no other. So So for our listeners, y'all heard, I didn't want to spoil it for you. I want you to hear it directly from Atticus himself. So look, we have a reality TV star on our show. Yes, thank you. Look, (laughs) Look, and he's doing things with real estate and having fun in life. So Atticus, if you don't mind me, so you kind of touched on part of it. So I want to get back to the real estate development part of it. You thought about this as, okay, what happens if? That was your catalyst. What happens if? So in going back to what happens if, what did you do first? Well, it's like everybody that if you really dig into real estate, you really don't have a set path. I mean, there's no set way to get into it. And Like I alluded to, the very first house I got taught me everything I needed to know about real estate. I mean, I'm actually shocked I'm still in it because the first one didn't go so well, (laughs) you know, but isn't that everybody's story? And there's just something deep down in you that says, I'm not going to let that beat me. I'm going to figure out how to get this thing right, you know, and, but I bought my first house on a credit card for $4,000. I didn't have a lot of money and I I absolutely did not know what I was doing Mm -hmm. and By the grace of God, a lot of prayer, a little bit of luck. I made it through that house and I learned a lot and I realized there was a lot of room for improvement. So I just felt like I could go back and try it again. And I guess that's the moral of every story. Don't be a quitter. And I can't tell anybody. I think people who tell people that there's a set way to do it, it's very dangerous because that first house put me through all kinds of tests that I came out realizing I was stronger than what I thought I was. going in. So, but that's how I got into it. And it really wasn't a get rich thing. It was mostly just a what if thing. What if I can't keep doing what I'm doing? And I thought, well, I could figure out doing houses, uh, buying, selling houses. And then I quickly realized it's a very hands-on business. So 
the idea of me just sitting in a chair behind a desk, sliding papers around went away real fast. I would never trade it in. I've learned so much and it's really honestly made me the person who I am today. So you touched on a number of things there, Atticus, that many people have as misconceptions. They think one, that it's easy. They think it's, you know, <laughs> they just going to get checks every month. They're not going to have to do any work. But one of the biggest things is, well, two things you, you said, because we're very big on this show about mindset. Okay. So understanding that you may not get it right the first time. I tell people I'm not a perfectionist. I'm a perfectioner. You know, okay. I'm, I don't I like believe that. that it has to be perfect, but I want to work harder to get closer to it. And in turn, most people, you know, there's a lot of people, even in real estate in general, that when they have a bad deal, they're out. They, they, they I can't do this, and they're they're done. Yep. Not okay. What can I learn from that so that next time I can do it better? The ones that focus on doing it better are the ones that continue on and that are doing great with it now, which is you. Okay, look, I'm not going to give up. I'm okay. I learned a lot from this. Let me apply what I learned and move forward and get better at it, which is what you did. So you've done a number of things. You put together a dance company, a group. You teach. I mean, you're everywhere. So <laughs> thank uh, you. I am everywhere. That's how I feel a lot. <laughs> That's a so, great description. <laughs> so let's come back to fast forward, if you will, to rhythm with views. In this show, let's talk about what it is you do and let's talk about the area you're doing it because Nashville is a beautiful area. Oh, Very it beautiful. is beautiful, yes. Yeah, we're actually here in our studio, Studio One, which is outside of Nashville in the Upper Cumberland region. It's one of the most beautiful parts of the country. Not trying to be partial. I, I wasn't born here, but I moved here. And mm -hmm. it is just, there's something special about this area. Every place is special, but a lot of people are coming to Tennessee. A lot of people travel to Tennessee and visit Tennessee. And so when we got here, fell in love with the area instantly and just been kind of developing and, and building the real estate career here, primarily with the show. One of the main production offices was down in the Nashville area. So it made sense to kind of relocate. This reality show has kind of been a big part of my life now, and it's really kind of taken me off into some other directions. And so we made that choice to come down here several years ago and not looking back, it's been a fantastic move. The area is just on fire. And honestly, one of the biggest things is that the need for housing isn't going away, but the people who can actually build these houses and put these structures together, fix them up, those people are disappearing, you know, and there's less of those people, but every day there's more people that need a house. Mm -hmm. And so finding people who can do quality work, putting together top-notch packages and projects for people. I just instantly found a niche here and a need, and we've been developing that. Actually, I can't tell you yet, but we have a special program that we're going to be launching to help people move here to Tennessee and kind of an A to Z because you think you want to go and then you start making some calls and you realize you got to sell this house and buy that house and find a builder. And there's a lot of things going on and we're going to have a complete package for that. So that's what I do when I call it in between the episodes, when I'm not doing the shows or the television, what do I do? And that was another reason was there is downtime and with real estate, there's never downtime. I mean, there's always something that keeps you busy. And so I found those two, believe it or not, go well together. And so it's allowed me to develop both. And somewhere along the way, they interestingly kind of intertwined. And with the show, the tagline is where big construction meets big production. So and that's really what Rhythm with Views is all about. They don't necessarily tie together directly, but they tie together through my life. And that's what so it's about. 
So one of the things I found extremely fascinating and entertaining was basically you just dance yourself across Nashville. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, you know, yeah, yeah. I just, I love it. I mean, Thank I you. love it. You know, it's not athletically. When you watch the dancers, it's hard enough just on a flat stage. I mean, I'm going to tell you, you know, it's hard enough just to not trip and fall or make a mistake. And uh, there was no camera specialties or anything going on, no tricks. I mean, I straight up danced across surfaces that you'd be kind of nervous to walk on, let alone dance on. And I mean, I was dancing across semi trucks. There was high lows in the lumber yard, across the lumber piles. I was up on a mountain at one time. I, mean, I literally danced across the waterfall. So I really recommend everyone watch this because it's, I mean, rock formations on the side of a, a cliff. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend you do this at home, but 30 years yeah. of being oh, a professional no. help. Yeah. Yeah. This is a disclaimer right here. We do not recommend <laughs> that you do this at all. Please. Uh, for, uh, look, professional dancers, uh, no amateurs. Yeah. Right here. Right here. Right here. Here, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was no joke. And uh, it was probably one of the most physically challenging things I've ever done. And I would really argue that the athleticism to pull off some of that stuff. I mean, we're talking 90 degree weather up on the mountains and some remote areas, multiple takes over and over again. So it was the most enduring I've ever done, but I encourage people to go watch it. You've seen it, but I don't think, I honestly wholeheartedly don't think you'll ever have seen anything like it. And mm -hmm. That's hard to say in entertainment today that you're doing something so original that you've never seen that before with your own eyes. And I would encourage you to go check it out on uh, Amazon Prime and Apple TV Plus, and you can get it on Google Play. So Rhythm with Views, it was really, it showed me that even I have more to give than what I even thought. And that was a nice because you get to these points in your career where kind of feel like you've done it all or you've done a lot of the same thing and this really took things to a whole new level the director said hey, you know how can we take dance off the stage and take it three-dimensional and so my mind went spinning and i said let's do this we've got some fantastic backgrounds and backscapes here let's see what we can do and let's make the world our stage and that's what we did now i jokingly say this with people regards to myself I know that when people have a passion about certain things and typically they find that art, if you will, in everything. And so you're a serial entrepreneur. You've done a number of different things and you've managed to tie them all in together to an extent. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's it was maddening for much of my life because I felt like I was doing this and that and this and that. And then someone along the way taught me a wonderful word and that word was also and he said you can also be this and you can also be that and it really opened my mind up too i don't have to be one thing or another and i don't have to split myself and divide myself up i can be also something at the same time and it really opened my mind up to okay i'm not crazy i have a passion like you say and i have all these outlets that i need to express and and that word really changed my life also. And I started doing also this and also that. And it wasn't a takeaway. I would encourage people not to do so many things that you take away from the thing that you should be doing. But if you can also add something like icing on the cake, or you can also add a garnish to your main dish, right? There's nothing wrong with that. 
And I had to learn that balance along the way. Also doesn't mean everything. So mm -hmm. some mm -hmm. things have to be put on the shelf and save for a later day. I like that. We're in a society where people's mindset oftentimes is to, take, to say no to this and say no to that. I limit my also, like you said, the things that take away from what it is that you're fundamentally trying to do. Some people try to do so many different also's that they do nothing because they also <laughs> have nothing to do. You can bridge them or otherwise intermingle them. Then yeah, absolutely. Away from, and you've managed to figure out how to intermingle everything that you do. You brought dance in, you develop, you're dancing your way around houses, around development. I mean, you're intertwining all of that. You've also built stages and, and things of that nature. Yes. It's impressive as far as what you managed to do with your also. So <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like a layer. If you can layer it on and like those art templates where you can put another layer on and the picture, the picture gets bigger and looks better and you can add to it. And every time you layer onto it, your picture it doesn't look all messed up. It actually keeps growing and looking bigger. And you add another piece here and another piece there. And you get this full, this full picture by layering them. And so they have to complement each other. They have to work in a way that's complementary, fits who you are. But yeah, that was a struggle for me because I had all these passions and I was trying to figure out what to do. And, and a gentleman pulled me aside, an old, older gentleman uh, at a carnival. We do a lot of shows, go out to these fairs and things. And he had an attraction and he was doing shows as well. And he pulled me aside one evening after we were done with our shows and we were talking and I was telling him all my struggles because I felt like I was all over the place. And mm -hmm. he said, let me tell you, let me tell you a word that changed my life. And it sure did. It changed mine too. So, because we struggle with that in our mind and the world tries to label us. What okay. do you do for a living? And it's difficult to explain sometimes. So, but I have boiled it down to basically construction and production. They're both very similar, ironically. You're basically taking something that doesn't exist and you're putting together people of talent and skills and resources and you're putting together a project for an end product, whether that be a new house or whether that be a new show. Neither of them exist and you basically take them from scratch and turn them into reality. So. Ironically, they are very similar to each other. So, so a blank canvas or a clean slate, what yes. that becomes. And that's what you're doing. You are taking everything from nothing to something. And yes. you're building. Yes. You're building. That's, that's my whole life, basically, is taking something that doesn't exist conceptually or you look at a lot, it's just a flat piece of ground, but I have to see the building there. I have to see what it looks like, even though it's not there yet. And mm -hmm. I have to have the entire vision, even before I draw it on paper. And that's really, I find that I walk that path alone often because not everybody is visionary like that. And they kind of want to see it done before they believe it. And I have to believe it before it's even seen. And it really puts me way out at the tip of the spear sometimes, but so, I wouldn't have it any other way now. <laughs> it's, so it's interesting, Atticus, that you share that. We talk a lot about mindset. We talk about faith and things intermingling. I show I have a, a client. She's a you know, husband's pastor. She's elder in the church. And she always, she say this thing to me. She say, Colin, the people lack vision. And everything that you're doing and taking anything from nothing to something, 
end and conception of an idea into the production of a finished product, it takes vision and you will have to see things that others don't and you will have to believe what others won't in order for you to achieve that which you set out to do. So adequately, kudos to you, man, for being willing to step out because that's as I frame it at times, that's really what all this stuff is. It's always a faith walk. We're always going out and walking on something that doesn't exist. Well, that I'll let me phrase that others can't see because to you it exists. It's it as exists. real as day. It is. Yeah, it is. it is. But I'm often standing alone because others just can't see it. Mm-hmm. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's just I'm seeing something they can't. And it's my job mm-hmm. to pull that reality in to where they can see it, cut through the fog and show them that. And I've had to learn that it's not everyone's fault. It's it's my job. It's my duty to take that vision and make it a reality. I can't expect them to know it. And after I got that down, it became a little bit easier and I understood my role and everybody's got different roles and everybody can't be a visionary. Sometimes when it's time to just do the work, you don't want, you know, 10 visionaries standing around dreaming up new ways. You just want to get the work done. And so everybody plays their spot. It's like an orchestra. Everybody has a part. I couldn't even do what I do without the people that are behind the scenes. I've got a production engineer right now here helping and there's always somebody helping there's always a helping hand and you said something before too it's a faith walk but i'm a praying man i would recommend that if you're going to get into this type of business you learn how to be a good prayer warrior because there'll be many times that as you're trying to be a visionary or do something new that you're going to it's you and the the lord above and there won't be anybody else and yeah Mm. And it's a very lonely. Once I had that down, I wasn't as lonely because I realized that I'm never alone. And once I had that down, a lot more peace in my life. And so I would encourage everyone to have at least a strong spiritual center, (laughs) you know, not trying to tell you what to do, but just saying uh, Mm -hmm. it's a chaotic world. You're safe on this show. Okay. Okay. You're safe right here because (laughs) we believe in that and we understand that. Because we know that without, there is none, nothing. So you go back to, and I want to get, as we're getting close to the end of the show today, and I got one more particular question for you. Okay. But going back to the very beginning, you started with everything that you couldn't, that you shouldn't, that you did. You started with, I couldn't walk. I couldn't this, and I shouldn't be able to do this, but I did. So everything that you've done, Atticus, from this day, from essentially day one to now has been nothing but a faith wall. It is a belief greater than what the circumstances reveal. It is seeing something that does not appear to others, but you see it because you've been given a different view. That's what all this is. So this show, this experience that you're giving to others and the experience that you're having and sharing with others, this dance, if you will, across Nashville, will become a dash across this country, will become a dance around this world. So Thank I'm going yeah, I'm to give that to you. I don't that. know why, but I'm going to give that to you. And I want you to receive it, Atticus. You're going to dance yourself right around Nashville, right around Tennessee, right around this country, and right around this world. And you're going to share brother. with others and pour into others. Amen. You know, That's if I could true. jump in, because yes, I have a three-pronged philosophy. What does all this sum up to? And And it sums up to, I have a motto, which is tap your potential. Mm. And so 
My mission is one of the ways I want to give back through the show and through my real estate is my initiative to do 1 million taps for 1 million kids. That's my after school programs that I want to get started. I've done a lot of after school programs. I just want to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And I would like to start partnering up. And I envisioned a, a million kids after school dancing, tapping, exercising, staying out of the streets, off, getting out mm-hmm. of trouble, having hope, changing their life, having a mentor, having somebody to look up to. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And the need is greater every day. And, and so that's how I wanted to give back. And then the Tap Your Potential became the program, but then it became the message. And my message is that make now the time to tap your potential right now, Mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. Now is the time, not tomorrow, Mm -hmm. not later, but right now. And everybody listening to me, there's something in your life. Make now that time, tap into it and go for it. And then my third part of that motto is a philosophy, the tap your potential. Well, how, how do you tap your potential? Where does your potential come from? And it comes deep within you. And it was mm-hmm. placed there by God himself. Mm-hmm. And if you can just pray and look and find that center, your potential, you develop that potential mm-hmm. into the person you're supposed to become. Mm-hmm. And so that's my three-pronged message for Tap Your Potential. I love that. So for our listeners, and Atticus, I got this question, but for our listeners, if this is you, if he just talked to you, if he just spoke to you and he said, hey, let's join hands and let's do this work together, then you please reach out. So Atticus, two things for you, actually. Where can people get in contact with you? You can, of course, on my social medias, Atticus Ray. You can go to the Facebook or whatever. Hit me up through there. You can also reach out to Atticus Sumner at Atticus Sumner, or excuse me, Atticus at AtticusSumner.com. So you can reach out directly through my email there. And of course, through your show, if you whatever reason can't get a hold of me, get a hold of Corwin. I'm sure he'd get it to me, but uh, yeah, I've had my same cell number for the last 30 years, believe that or not. So if you start looking for me, you can find me. <laughs> Look, um, I'm 20 years on mine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm not a big believer in that. I don't have anything to hide from and I won't keep my numbers so everybody can reach me. And so I'm pretty easy to find and I've been doing this 30 years, but yeah, please reach out because I do envision a network of people who this will speak to and it's so inexpensive and it's such a great way to partner up and and work together and beyond our businesses, beyond our day to day. But yeah, I appreciate that for for reaching out there. And, you know, I want to encourage everybody obviously to go watch the show. Maybe the show will inspire you. The show is meant to inspire you to not just as entertainment, but hopefully inspire you just because A lot of our entertainment is very empty today. It's kind of the same thing. It's full of the same junk that we're consuming all the time, kind of like junk food. Mm -hmm. And we wanted some wholesome entertainment, entertainment that you would be proud to sit down with your family, Mm -hmm. not embarrassed to sit down with granny if she came over. Mm -hmm. And it has something for everyone. It's it's not uh, corny. It's not that kind of a wholesome. It's a wholesome that is enriching and inspiring and hopefully you know, when you're done watching that makes you want to sort of proverbially get up and dance across your stage, across your world to think about what you're doing with your life and not in a bad way, but in a good way, because my message is for everyone. So, so Atticus, I call this my mic drop question. All right. I ask 
all of our guests, or have begun this process of asking all of our guests, if you could name a thing that if you would have known this years ago, 20, 30, whatever number of years ago, that would have completely changed. Because you've had, I mean, you're living an amazing life. It's amazing. But if there was something, one thing, or that you knew way back yonder when, that would completely change the trajectory of your life, what is that one thing? Not wasting time with people. I've wasted a lot of time with people. People I shouldn't have been working with, people I shouldn't have been partnering with, people I shouldn't have been spending time with. I should have vetted them better. I should have got right to it and, and laid it right out and said, what are your goals? Here are my goals. When I saw the red flags that they weren't doing the things they said they, they wanted to do, I should have cut the ties that second. I mean, I could, the list goes on and on and on. And I wish I had all that time back because now I know what to do with time. I know how to take my time and how to invest my time. And I wish I had all that time back. And of course, all that time was money. I spent a lot of money with those people. And I wish I had that back too. <laughs> and, and I'm not being mean. I'm just saying... No huge portion of my life I wish I had back because I wasted a lot of time with just dead end roads because mm -hmm. their values weren't the same. Their mm -hmm. work ethic wasn't the same. Their mm -hmm. ambition level wasn't the same. Their energy level wasn't the same. Everything just wasn't lining up and I should have saw those red flags. But as a visionary, we're all guilty of this. We're so desperate to see our vision come to life that we'll take anybody, anybody and put it mm -hmm. in there. And, and sometimes I've had to learn to wait. I've had to learn mm -hmm. to wait. Waiting is a strategy sometimes. It, it's Atticus, you just spoke to me on that one. So look here, I appreciate <laughs> it. That is so true. And we see things as visionaries. Sometimes we do see things differently, but we don't see the people as they are. Right. And yeah, whew, that's it right there. That's it. Yeah, it we see the vision, but we don't see the people as they are to understand they're not the people that are in the vision. Because we see potential. This goes back to yeah. the potential. I see so much potential in people that I've wasted my time because yeah. they didn't see it in themselves. They weren't ready to dig deep down in themselves. Mm -hmm. And I don't have that power to reach into them and turn mm -hmm. that switch and bring mm -hmm. the potential out. That's a yeah. personal thing. And I should have just seen it. I should have seen it, but I was so tunnel visioned on the goal. And I just, looking back, it wouldn't have hurt me on a lot of things to just shelve that and wait and move yeah. on and work on something right in front of me, right? That I could have changed and done something with and actually made a difference with. And so I just look at that. I look at that as a, a lot of wasted time and opportunity, but how does that saying go? Something along the lines of a day of favor with God, a day of favor is more than a lifetime of labor. Mm -hmm. So when all the pieces came together, and partly mm -hmm. those pieces being my mindset and where I was at in life, mm -hmm. when all those mm -hmm. pieces came together, a lot of doors just immediately started opening. So those doors mm -hmm. are not gone forever. And when you put something on the shelf or you have to pass something up, there's another door. There's another mm -hmm. opportunity. And just a day of favor can go a long ways. So... Again, back to the praying thing. I mean, I just, I really wouldn't be here today if I couldn't give credit to God himself. So, yes. So Atticus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show with me. Thank you for being part of the Exit Strategies Radio Show family. 
to our listeners, guys, look, we've heard the word. So <laughs> let's apply what has been supplied. All right. Ooh, that's, yeah. that's something right there. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I think I'm at the point. Good thing we're right? recording this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good thing we're recording this. So again, Atticus, again, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here on the show with us. For our You're listeners, welcome. guys, you know what I say, you know how I feel. I always put it together and always make it real. And I say this to you because I mean it. I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in those streets. Guys, that was a great show today. And we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millett. Yes, that is me. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill, spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets.